0: Xbox president Sarah Bond has stated that Microsoft is working on the next gen Xbox, which will be the largest technical leap you've ever seen in a hardware generation. Maybe making up for the fact that the leap from the last generation to this one was not so incredible, despite consoles being larger than they ever have been, and PC video cards are any indication they're not getting any smaller. Inside this cynic as a disappointed idealist. Now it's time for your hosts, Rob Roberts, Jamie Summers, and Loki to tell you about this, the Xbox podcast, and the rest of the week's gaming news. Starting right now in the show, where every gamer has a voice. Hello my
1: friends out there on the internet. Welcome back to another week of the show where we always get it right on the first take and talk about all things video games. It's the show where every gamer has a voice. Orange Lounge Radio. Live tonight with episode number 993 of our show for tonight, February the 18th of 2024. My name is Rob Roberts and I am joined live each and every week as we do tape live, of course, Sunday nights at nine o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Pacific at the voice geeks network twitch.tv slash vog network V O G network right after the bobby Blackwell will show and you can hear myself rob roberts and my co-host dark soccer or jamie summers
2: hey, hey guess what? I, what I made a new theme song for us did you yeah like, you want a preview
1: yeah like legit a new intro that's awesome you I ready no yeah yeah yeah
2: Me? i
1: hate you delete it <laughs> show's over okay so here's the thing i've been having some microphone issues as we're doing live tonight it's not microphone issues it's it's setting issues and configurations that got reset and everything so this is actually the third take of the show's intro but darn it this is going to get it right this time so uh yeah exactly anyway uh we got for once my soundboard came in handy yeah 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 all right uh but uh how's your week going otherwise dark soccer
2: besides all the uh, constant retakes tonight um, well, it's been okay. Yeah. Uh it's it's been a a medical week. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, I think so. But usually, I mean, I... hopefully that's a good good medical stuff, hopefully.
2: Well, I mean, in the I'll just go ahead and put it out here. I had part of my toenail permanently removed. Mhm. And I had a cortisone shot in my hip. And I had a blood draw. <laughs> okay, so you're you're getting your... So, like, I'm like the human pin cushion the, today.
1: You're getting your punch card stamped for 10, 10 visits, get one free at the doctor's office type of thing, right? That's
2: pretty... Well, yeah. I mean, I I got at least two things done in one day, so that was fine. And, like, the... the well, not to mention when I got the, the jab in my toe. Nothing hurts worse than getting the lidocaine in your toe. Mm-hmm. Or whatever they want to give you. But I will tell you this. I found that it hurts worse when I can't see it happen.
1: Real, I'm the exact opposite. I have to, I I have to, to watch it. my
2: shots. Oh, no. And I'll tell you there's mm-hmm. a, spe- a specific reason why. To breathe. Interesting. You inhale when it, when it pokes, and you exhale when it goes in. The exhale forces you to relax, mm-hmm. and it hurts less.
1: Oh no! When I get my blood drawn, I walk in there and I say, "Go ahead and take it from right here and put it on the arm." I'm going to be looking out the window. No offense, I just don't like to watch. You know, I, I have my system down. Well, it's yeah.
2: Then, then do this instead. Hmm. When you feel the the first breathe in, then. And then just let it out slowly, and it will still force you to relax. I It'll do, make it hurt less. I do feel like I kind of
1: instinctively do that a little bit, so maybe, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I do want to. Uh, yeah. Anyways, me- I just want to mention medical ch- lounge radio. Yeah, no, I want to mention in our chat room though. Uh, Rican Elite is there. Hello, hello, saying O M G. You okay? <laughs> so you know you are talking. Who <laughs> oh, me? Yeah,
2: yeah I'm, I'm fine. fine. Yeah, okay. Keep in mind, a lot of stuff that that I do when when I go in for stuff like this is preventative. Mm. Um, I would rather like, for example, I get like mild ingrown toenails. And since I'm doing ballet, I know they'll get worse.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I just had them do it uh, earlier, you know, go ahead and, and take the the piece out, let it grow in properly. And then I won't get the ingrowns and I can go on point one day when my ankles are stronger. And, and the other one was actually for, uh for, uh, my allergies to see if I can get uh, allergy shots,
3: hmm.
2: so it, I don't have to keep taking Sudafed every freaking day.
1: You know, my dad had a bit of a medical week as well, but he he had cataract surgery, which you know, as as you get to be a certain age, <laughs> that sort of thing is sort of inevitable. Uh, and I guess cataracts, yeah, <laughs> as my Cadillacs, grandmother called it. Um, which uh, I think the normal age, like seventy three, seventy four. My dad's like ten years above that, so he finally had to have. One of his eyes done this week, and so I had to take him not just to the surgery, but then the next day take him to the follow-up appointment. So I just – I had to basically play Uber this week, which is fine. Cause it sounds like my dad, like, he's like, yeah, I can actually see better because right now, now he has one eye without and one eye with, cause he has the other eye now scheduled to be done in April. So he has one mm-hmm. eye without one eye with, he's like, yeah, I can see the difference. It's kind of trippy. Like the, one of them's got different color hues than the other. So he's kind of living with that for a little bit until they do the other eye. So, um, kind of interesting.
2: Once my right toe is healed up, then I'm going to get the left one done. Um, I might wait and do it after my birthday trip to Disneyland. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Um, but I mean, you know, uh, Ronmo is saying that he gets a a blood draw every three months, and I I get a full blood panel twice a year for my post bariatric surgery panel, mm. and they also take a few extras like parathyroid and thyroid because I'm on thyroid medication. Mm-hmm. So. I watch the whole thing, and every so often, I'll I'll um, take a picture of the vials, and then go get color matched for hair dye.
1: No, no. Do you remember? Do you remember? Sorry, I I promise it's a video game show, but sometimes we catch up on our personal lives too. This is our little little chat yeah. show every week. Do you remember when I had that big bump on the back of my neck? You remember? I don't know. If oh, you...
2: the, um, the lipoma?
1: Yeah. Most of that was during yeah. the pandemic, I think. So I don't know how if you ever saw it like when it got like really big or whatever. But they finally cut that out a few years ago, right? So I don't have it anymore. And because because mm-hmm. it was starting to hurt. And the minute I said, I think it hurts, yeah. they were like, nope, we're taking it out. We're making sure it's not anything bad. Good news is anything bad. But the first thing, once they took that out, which they did not put me under for, which, okay, fine. Yeah. It's local anesthetic. That's normal. Yeah. But when they took it out, the first thing they were like, do you want to see it? And I said, absolutely the fuck not do I want to see that. Throw it in the garbage. And they did.
2: Lipomas aren't gross. It literally is just fat.
1: That whole whole experience. See, and this is people take to the medical stuff differently. No, that whole thing. Like, I was in shock for, like, four hours after that whole thing happened. Because I should not have been awake for it. Um,
2: Honestly, lipomas, unless it's, like within the muscle or something. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely like common procedure to be awake during lipoma removal. No, I'm
1: sure it is, but I still should have been. <laughs> That's all I'm saying cuz uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, not a great experience, but
3: uh, yeah.
2: I actually had to be able to recognize a uh, lipoma, and cysts, and cancers and uh things as a massage therapist. Hmm. Um but I will you know, I will tell you is like I told I told her flat out when I get the other toe done I want to watch it. My gosh, I've been awake for a couple of different surgeries. Um, although they said that I talked people's ear off, and they, that's why they had it to sedate me during the second of one of my surgeries. Because <laughs> I want to know everything over. that's going on. I want to watch.
1: All right. Well, we need to check in with, of course, our yeah. other host. Say hello <laughs> to Techmaster Loki. Hello. Hey, what fun medical procedures have you had done this week? You or your family members? Do you have any? Good trips to the doctor mm, stories, no. eye surgeries, upcoming.
4: All right. Well, you're no, boring. No. That's all right. Sorry. <laughs> well, how are you doing? Have you had a good week too, Loki? I was all right. I was working. So, eh, you know, it it could be better. I could be like my kids where they had like from Wednesday to Monday off. So it's like, I wish I had that. Yeah. But, you know, Well, not in grade school. So I guess that, you know.
1: I can't Don't complain because, you know, everybody has Monday off. I st- Honestly, I have so much because I was out for, you know, a good few hours. And my dad was like, I, I have to check in for a couple hours tomorrow just to get caught up because then I work Tuesday and then that's it. I'm off for like 10 days because that's nice. Yeah. Of the cruise and everything and, and having to travel out to Orlando and everything. So it's it's yeah, it's going to yeah. be a nice break. Um, But yeah,
4: the I nice it could take time but like my coworkers on maternity right now so it's like oh yeah yeah the funny thing is
1: it it oddly worked out where like a lot of people i work with are all gone at the same time and i don't know how that played out that way but it did um so it's going to be very interesting to see the people that are kind of there this week that hopefully everything's okay. I really hope it's not like a bumpy road or anything because I'm like, dang, there's like a lot of people that all of a sudden are taking vacation at the end of February. But I feel like it's a lot of people that had just delayed stuff for various reasons, whether it was, you know, COVID or just other types of, um, you know, obligations and things that just kind of popped up that like everybody's gone at the same time. So this is interesting.
2: I've kind of noticed some of that too. um, Although I'll tell you what's, what's weird is that my schedule has been going back and forth and finally i'm just like pick one mm. um because i went back on my four by ten this past week mm-hmm. and i realized that i don't think i can do my four by tens like like i was with the nature of what i do at work
3: mm-hmm.
2: so i'm back on the five uh, eights monday through friday and you know what i, I think i'm okay with it
1: yeah um ssj100 matt says whatever you do don't sign on to slack not even to see it burning enjoy the break well we don't use slack we use a a different application it's essentially the same thing but i am lucky enough that i have a work and a personal so and my work
2: what's going on with Slack?
1: my work device we don't use it that's all it's just, I mean, different... but why
2: did he mention Slack? Is there something going on with Slack?
1: No, no, no. It's like, if you're awake, I think the point is if oh, you're away work. on vacation, don't look at everything that's burning while you're away on vacation. And anyway, uh, I, I literally can't, can I Check my Slack. I literally can't take my work phone even if I wanted to, because this trip is going out of the country and that's, that's, we're not supposed to do that. So it's uh yeah. I, so sorry, no work phone for me. Oh darn. <laughs> I have to enjoy the time off. So but it'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. You know, everything always has a way to work out. And that's another thing to remember is that, you know, everything works out. It's good. I'm going to have a good break. So anyway, um, let's see. As Chase, one of says, I just assumed he was using Slack because most of my friends use Slack. Bobby Blackwell says, I mute notifications in Slack. Wow, a lot of you use Slack. S says, if I hear Slack go off multiple times in 30 seconds, then I'll answer it. You know, the weird thing is I've only ever used Slack because of video games. Um, a lot of ingress planning has always happened on Slack. Uh, as far as like, especially like live events and things like that. Um, like, there's a big Pokemon Go event going on this weekend in LA, actually. Which, if I wasn't going on the cruise, I probably would have tried to go to LA this weekend to do that with some friends because it's relatively close. But uh, yeah, didn't end up doing that. But um, I'm sure I'll have to ask my friend how that went because one one of my good friends did go down to that. So maybe I can get him to do a report next week. I hear the first day was kind of rough. But he was doing the Sunday, so maybe it was a little easier for him. I don't know. But anyway, uh, mm-hmm. let's get into the news of the week and talk about what is going on in video games. And again, as I've hinted at a million times during the show, we will not be here next week because of the cruise that I was just talking about. So we'll be back in two weeks to do it all again. So um, in well, the meantime, maybe
2: someone will take requests for gaming.
1: There you go. Bobby will be here by the way, especially too. So I should encourage everybody to still tune into VOG network live next week. Bobby Blackwolf will be here, but obviously we will not. And I know it's, it's a weird week to not be here. So that's why I'm, I'm especially after the power outage of last, you know, a couple weeks ago and all that other stuff, Uh, which by the way, we have another big storm coming in tonight. Yay. (laughs) Except the worst. So nice
4: earlier too. I know
1: the worst of that rain is supposed to be till like 11 o'clock. So we'll be, we'll be off the air by that point. But yeah,
2: anyway, Uh um, that means I'm gonna actually sleep like a baby tonight. That's Man. gonna be. Last night I slept really well too, but like I was, I sleep so incredibly well when there's a hard rain mm. that I have an awful time trying to wake up the next day.
1: Interesting. All right. Well, well I
2: grew up with in in
1: thunderstorms. I know, I know. So but for it, me,
2: it's comforting. Well,
1: there's thunderstorms for all night, so look forward to it. Um yay. But anyway, uh let's get into the news and obviously the big thing is following up to last week. So last week we talked a lot about these rumors that were going around with Microsoft and uh you know even so far as you know Phil Spencer making a tweet that basically says hold on, we're going to tell you about it next week. And I talked about it on last week's show and towards the end I said, "Hey, in 7 days, this could be a completely different landscape. This could be a very interesting thing." And yeah, not so much. This could,
4: <laughs> this could be a nothing burger. This could is be what a nothing be.
1: burger. Is what this could be. But Loki, let's. It's. I. I don't know if I would call it a nothing burger. It's. It's.
4: it's, no, it's but this
1: was definitely like nothing. You, like, have you ever ordered baking. your hamburger completely plain with nothing on it and no fixins and no, it's just a plain ass dry hamburger? That's what this a is. Dare. <laughs> but Loki, yes. da, let's let's get into it. So, what happened with the big? Xbox podcast and the future. What is the future of Xbox?
4: So the future of Xbox is podcasts. Um, (laughs) They're going to be doing lots of them to talk about the future of Xbox. And it's a very nice format. Um, No, what they, they discussed a few things uh, regarding of what's going to be coming up. So they did confirm that, yes, there are games planned to be put out multi-platform. However, they are not going to be Starfield or Indiana Jones in the great circle. Yeah. So it's going to be uh we'll see. I'm sorry PlayStation fans, you're going to be getting Redfall. It's probably going to be all Redfall. Four times actually. Um Not getting Redfall. They already know what the games are. Like the Yeah, they do. They they yeah. know what the games are. Um they're waiting for those uh, they basically said that they didn't want to take away from those teams making those announcements themselves. So they're waiting on those development teams to make those announcements. So those will probably come later on the year. Honestly, like, I don't think it's a big deal until we find out what it is. Like, if it's Halo coming to PlayStation 5, maybe. I mean, like, I i don't, I don't know. I think, like, we might tell you last right week, now, I'm gonna tell you right now, the four games are Grounded,
1: pentiment Hi Fi Rush, and Sea of Thieves. Those are the four games. Like it's, yeah, I mean, I see it. Xbox hasn't confirmed that. Microsoft hasn't confirmed that, but it's one of those things where all of the other side. we already knew about hi-fi rush. We were, we were reporting mm-hmm. on that four weeks ago. All of the signs are pointing that way. And especially when you consider that Microsoft has laid off a lot of people and some of them are going to start squeaking, even though they're doing it in a way they're not going to get caught because they still have an NDA for their severance and all that stuff. Like it's, it's all but certain. These are the four games. And when you look at the four games, it's four games that make a lot of sense to go multi-platform. That's why I think we're sitting here going, "This is this is a plain burger. This is barely anything. This is not yeah. what people are making it out to be." Like Hi-Fi Rush going multi-platform. Where's the beef? Makes se- yeah, this that it's that. Where's the beef? Where's where's that lady? Put that on your soundboard. I need her. Um, and um, uh, Grounded. I mean, that kind of always felt like yeah. a multi-platform game, right? Uh, sea of Thieves, I think, could really benefit from being multi-platform and having more people, you know, in the player pool for that game and all of that. And then Pentiment, I'm I'm least familiar with that one out of the bunch, but my understanding is it's a little more of a of um not a mainline rpg but kind of like a passion project rpg so we're not talking about an elder scrolls a fable we're not talking about a you know
4: like a double a type of yeah game.
1: even even avowed which is essentially obsidian's new double a game if you want to go there is it's not even that it's and and that's that is not to poo poo the quality of the game. It's just that's it. These, these are like yeah, side like pet, pet. Yeah, more like lower budget titles. It's, it's that doesn't mean like, they're bad. Uh, they're just
4: lower budget or whatever. What was it? Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember. The, was it since Sasua or? Oh, I don't even remember what the game was, but they had like a major double A game that now is kind of a triple A game that's getting a sequel. I can't remember uh, the name of it, because I don't... Who does? Uh, Microsoft does. They have... Uh, they came out with one, and now they've been teasing it Hellblade? for
1: like... Hellblade.
4: Yes, yeah, Hellblade. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, Hellblade. So Hellblade was more of like a double-A game when it first came out. And now it's kind of, you know, still being treated like that. But it, it's kind of elevating itself to a triple-A game just because of... Quality and everything, but it's still a relatively small studio putting that out. I mean, you could even argue that like a No Man's Sky is almost like a double A game that's kind of a triple A game in a sense.
3: Also, that we that should probably weird. stop yeah.
4: referring to games with A's because it's just stupid, <laughs> anyways. And that's really only marketing speak for you know publishers, and who cares? Um, but. Along with that, though, they did announce that um, coming to Game Pass, one of the first Activision Blizzard games, aside from, I think, Call of Duty's been on there before, but uh, Diablo 4 is going to be one of the first um, from this merger that's going to be coming to Game Pass, and that's going to be arriving at the end of March on the 28th, so that's pretty exciting. I thought uh, I would
1: be surprised by that news, but I'm not, and you know why I'm yeah. not surprised? It's it's because they haven't, ex- what's not coming to Game Pass, at least not yet, anyway, we haven't heard, the expansion. So Mm -hmm. they want people to tap into Diablo so they can sell more copies of that expansion assuming i i don't know i think it's fair That's i feel fair like when i read the transcript because i didn't i actually didn't watch the pod. again i was way too busy with what i was doing during the day so i, didn't, I meant to and i never i didn't got watch to. it live i read the transcript after the fact and i want to say in the transcript he calls out the diablo expansion as one of those big games and then he kind of says something about like they're all game pass or whatever so i it, the the waters were a little muddy on that but I, my assumption is that expansion will not be game Pass day one i'd love to be with it
4: i would assume that's the case and maybe later on down the line when there's like a diablo game of the year edition or something they'll do that
1: even if it is included with game pass diablo still makes plenty of money don't forget they have a battle pass in diablo now they're selling 30 dollar portal colors and all these other things in the games they have other ways to make money with diablo besides just you know uh the sale of the actual game so yeah I, i was surprised at first and i was like Uh, actually, you know what, this far out from the game's release now, of course, they're going to try to just make money off that in other ways.
4: Yeah. Um, One of the other things that he talked about, too, was the fact that one of the um, catalysts for going multi-platform is, you know, having with all the layoffs they've had to do. So basically saying that, you know, this way they're going to help, you know, be able to, I guess, retain more people. If you believe that, I don't know. Um, so hopefully that's true. We'll we'll see because if you have you know more devs working on porting games to other platforms, I could see that as a positive. But mm-hmm. we'll see what what that actually ends up looking like. Uh, also, they've committed to new hardware coming, and that it's going to be um, you know a the largest technical leap that you've ever seen in the hardware generation. I'll is, believe it when I see it. Is it,
2: it a hollow deck?
4: They,
1: they, they say that every time that, that exactly there there's not about the, the technical leap and all that stuff in one ear out the other. I don't, y- y'all believe it when I see it, but otherwise it's, you know, okay. They're committed to the hardware
4: game. Yeah. It, it, it's supposed to be uh coming or they're going to announce it this holiday. Yeah. Which
2: H- have they mastered <laughs> consumer level quantum computing?
4: <laughs> well, anything's
1: possible. Um, but uh, it's interesting that you know that goes right in the face of why all those people were you know smashing their Xboxes and returning them to the store and all that stuff last week. Those people are dumb. I mean, we, come well, on, we knew they... that. We knew that. <laughs> we it's attention grabbing nonsense. Hyster- that hysterical hysteria media is you know what it was. Yeah, e- E3VL points out iPhone. Name any product. Just put any product where you put there. Our best yet. It's always that. Always that. So it's the of same thing with
4: iPhone. it's going to be their best yet, because if it's yeah. not their best yet, then why am I buying it or well, why because, should I buy it? Because it's cheaper. That would be the Xbox Series S. We just wanted
2: to lower your expectations.
1: <laughs> no, but they, they literally have that product. It's the Xbox Series S, you know? And uh, even in the phone department, most of the companies have a budget phone, whether it's the iPhone could, SE or whatever. You know, the Android has the same yeah. thing as, yeah.
4: Yeah, that could be the tagline for the new Xbox Series S. Lower your expectations. Lower
1: your Um.
4: <laughs> anyway. Um, this is some mad TV. Yeah,
1: I. Uh, it's, it, you know, all of this really doesn't seem to be that much. The other thing that I kind of caught out of this was the whole, like, Xbox on every screen, which isn't. Which we knew. That, that's been that's the kind been, of push yeah, on that. That's been their strategy for some time. And we've already seen that in regards to, you know, the Xbox cloud on the television and all that. What would really be a shock would be if Microsoft were to put out a portable type of device. I don't think they would. I think they'd partner with somebody else to do it. I think that's how maybe that that's
4: what's happening. coming in holiday. Maybe you, you don't know.
1: Maybe, maybe who knows? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to speculate too much more on that because we've all done enough speculation when it comes to Microsoft for an entire five years. But um yeah, here's, here's where I think a mistake was made though. Here's where I think Phil Spencer slipping a little bit. And I'm going to look, I, li- I realize I've praised the guy a lot. Uh, I think he's made some bad calls in the last couple months. Uh, obviously, the layoffs don't look good. That's that's not a great thing. There's no there's no easy way to slice that. It especially doesn't look good when you kind of told the government that isn't exactly what you were going to do, and then say, "Oh, but uh, never mind," because Activision Blizzard was going to do it. Ah, eh, that all that all. Looks not crappy. exactly a layoff. That all looks crappy. But what really looks crappy? I'm sorry. What was he thinking with that tweet last? What on earth was he thinking when he wrote that tweet that said? We hear a lot of buzz and rumors about what's going on, and we look forward to clarifying next week. He should have shut that shit down when he could. Not that he needed to quell the hysterical YouTube users. That's not what I'm talking about. Fuck them and their Xboxes. I don't give a shit. I'm talking about the runaway clickbait headlines that are the reality of the internet and the reality is that way too many people get their news from Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And those types of things. They don't get things.
2: news, they get fed rhetoric.
1: They they get a sentence. They get the the thing that's trying to entice you to do more. And and for me, like that that tweet that he wrote was completely ignorant of that fact that that was going to happen and I, he easily had an opportunity to say we hear a lot of rumors about the future of xbox we remain committed to xbox as a platform including hardware and we look forward to sharing our vision next week yes do you realize like what a you different lamp land- or something you, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's almost like I've had to explain things to people in different ways a few times in my life, but we're not going to go there. My point is it. I, I just <laughs>
2: welcome I, to my job. I can't
1: believe that like he didn't craft a better tweet to stop this hysteria from getting out of fucking control well, when he could have done it.
4: It's their marketing team that should have or was no, was it his own account? I mean, it, it was, was his own marketing team.
2: Yeah, I'm sure but it is also know. Know. Sure a, a team chance
1: did that. But still, yeah.
2: To build more buzz, hopefully in there, like to try to turn it around, to build a little bit more buzz in hopefully a positive way. I mean, they, they say that there's no such thing as bad advertising, as uh, bad advertising. And, you know, I, so,
1: I wonder if that's part of why he kept it vague. And that's that's very possible. Is that, but I, I just I think you're playing with a loaded gun at that
2: point. He, he posted about that the way people post about their ex.
1: Let me make sure just for uh, sake, I get the full tweet here. Here it is. And I don't, what are these replies? I can't stand this anyway. um, But just pay attention to the top of the screen here where it says, we're listening and we hear you. We've been planning a business update event for next week where we look forward to sharing more details with you about our vision for the future of Xbox. He left this wide fucking open. For people to say, "Oh, this means Xbox is now a publishing platform. They're not going to make hardware anymore." He should have said in that post, "They're still committed to hardware." I don't know yeah. why he left the door wide open like that. And for me, I've said a lot of great things about Phil, but I'm, I got to call. I'm, I'm always going to call it out on both sides. When it's right, it's right, and when it's wrong, it's wrong. This was wrong. This is a bad move.
2: You know. You know what this makes me think of? It's, uh, I think it was Eddie Izzard uh, said this at the start of a performance that the thing that that's best is the anticipation right before the event happens. Mm. You know, you speculate and you think and you get excited, or it could be this, it could be that. And then when it finally happens, it's like, oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would be very, definitely, I would be very curious what Xbox console sales look like between the time that tweet happened and the time the event happened. Now, granted, it's February and, you know, it's they haven't had a new console in a bit. They were probably pretty low anyway. But I would be very curious what financial impact that tweet had. Because I bet it had some. Probably not a ton, but some.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, one thing I will express surprise on a little bit, I'm going to be, you know, because... <clears throat> I have been quick to take credit for the things that I have guessed correctly, but therefore I must own some of the things that I've guessed incorrectly. Uh, And I thought that Starfield for sure would also go multi-platform. Now, to be fair, he said not yet, you know, and that's not in their plan yet. Still time. I I, I don't understand why it won't. And I know there's probably Xbox fans that would hit me with a rolled up newspaper to kind of paraphrase what someone said in chat a little bit ago. I'm sure there's people that would say that but i i don't see how that wouldn't make that game and its reception even better to have a chance it's everything i said last week relaunch redo it on the playstation with the the patch and the dlc and everything redo it with nintendo switch lol it I, would I literally
4: it would literally implode on itself because it's running on such an old engine that maybe they just can't do it or they just don't know how to do it correctly
1: exactly what pod culture says in chat pull a no man's sky or a diablo 3 or any you know any of these other games that you know used a multi-platform approach as a relaunch of the game i'm a little shocked that they're not willing to gamble with starfield because i feel like starfield has already made all the money it's going to make so why not try to gamble to get a little more i i mean I, i'm just yeah. i am legit surprised the indiana jones game Yes, I'm surprised, or I'm not surprised at all. They're they're saying nope, this one's this one's Xbox, and I I do see even with these other four games, they're talking about going multi platform. They've all been out for a year, and usually a game sells what it's going to sell to the fans in a first year, and then everything after that is just icing on the cake. Look at the Sony stuff like that, like a Final Fantasy VII remake that is exclusive for a year before it even shows up on PC. And all that, like, you know, Final Fantasy 16, same thing. We're still waiting for that to hit PC, but it probably will in the next few months. You know, it's 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 still going to mean a lot to have something exclusive for a period of time on the Microsoft platform. I don't know. Uh, SG100 Matt says, the game still has a lot of problems that they're still working on. The last thing they want to do is getting it on other consoles when they're too busy working to fix it. So maybe the timing's not right for this announcement. I don't know. But I, did, I just, I will say, I, I wouldn't have seen the harm. I think if they said we had five games going multi-platform and Starfield was one of them, I would have said, yep, makes perfect sense. And I still would have said this is a hamburger with nothing on it. This is, this is not as big of a deal as everybody was making it out to be. This is not Microsoft goes Sega in this whole thing. But we'll see how the uh, strategy continues to work out for them. Um, I I do think, you know, as cloud gaming gets more and more popular, it's going to be a very big disruptor in what we think of uh, as far as traditional hardware. And I sort of see Microsoft is ahead of the curve on some of that. So we'll see. We'll see what develops. Uh, Questbuster in chat says, Starfield Game of the Year editions with expansions releasing in 2025 for PCs, Xbox, and PS5. Maybe, Probably uh sg100 matt says when starfield will be out of early access it will be on other places like skyrim Ooh, ouch how true uh all right <laughs> enough about the xbox drama now that we know let's talk a little bit about our gaming weeks and the types of video games that we have been playing this week with how was your gaming week so dark Sakura, we'll start with you how was your gaming week
2: Um, It was pretty good. I played the last bit of the Dead by Daylight lights out and I loved it. I really had such a good time with it. Um, Although I pretty much played nothing but pig and hag. I think I played a hag game. Um, I um, What else? Um, Of course I've played Genshin Impact. Uh, I haven't decided on um, which RPG I'm going to play next. It's I might go back and just start over on Star Ocean, but I'm kinda not feeling it. Um, so I don't since I don't have a game in mind for a Retro Night, I'm just playing Genshin Impact. Um, so it it's been super fun. Um play a little pinball. Um, that's that's actually really been what I'm playing is Genshin Impact and Dead by Daylight. I'll find something else. Um I'm actually considering Learning how to play Fork Knife. Oh wow! Pray for me.
1: You know what? Start start with well. I'm assuming you mean Battle Royale within Fort Fork Knife. I was gonna say start with Lego um, Fortnite because it's a completely different game and it's really I think it's fun. And then of course there's Fortnite Knife. Well, I want to play with my but, friends. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. Then, well, you can play Lego Fortnite. But I get it. If they're all playing the Battle Royale, then you would be in there too. I get it. I get it. So
2: Yeah, although like I would just like nothing but like a build mode. I want to do nothing but build, that, okay. but like in the normal version and not Lego-ish. I
1: believe you can do that in a creative mode. Like people have their own islands and stuff. I I want to say that's a thing. I'm not super familiar with it, but you know, if, if that's
2: a thing, sign me up.
1: I yeah. Look at look at some of the more like artistic things they they put in Fortnite. Sometimes I I think you'll find your jam in there so okay yeah we'll see cool if somebody in chat is a little more familiar with it than i am by all means uh be very curious to uh refer jamie to that type of stuff so
2: uh but i'm also waiting for islands of insight to get a GeForce version so i can play it because yeah. i've been excited about that okay all right the, the new behavior mmo
1: oh okay nice uh loki we'll go to you how was your gaming week?
4: Um, my week was finishing up my video that is playing behind me now, so I have a new episode out now that was on the Fever Dream SMP, which took place back in January. It is, uh, kind of tying in with the Channel 64 SMP in the sense that I have lore that kind of starts off there. Uh, Essentially, the whole thing, I mean, like, like, it sounds it's a fever dream, so as that SMP went on, it was more and more chaotic. They kept adding more things that were strange in it, and so my video is also very strange. It is the complete opposite of the content that I normally make. It is kind of a satire on the modern Minecraft YouTuber, I guess, if you will. Um, You know, the quick, the over-editing, the shouting at the camera, the um, constant calls to action for, like, subscribing and liking stuff. It's, uh it's interesting but it's also funny because no i thought it was great parody i watched it. it i
1: thought it was great parody you're funny
4: yeah so it, it it's it's uh you know it it gets dark in parts and stuff but it's also going to tie in like i said with our season so it, it works out in that sense and so i think it's been it was good i i liked it i i was hoping that it would pop off a bit more than it did because you know i thought that for sure that thumbnail be very clickbaity and and we we be built up by community which, which was fun you know lots of people suggesting all sorts of red arrows to put on it and everything um just to a ridiculous extent so uh it's been a lot of fun and then um I've been working on uh designing my dark uh, my water uh dark ride that I've got so I'm doing a theme park this season and I'm going through the process to design rides like you would an actual like theme park ride. so Um, including all the theming and everything like that. So I've been working on a a water ride, a dark ride, that's kind of similar to like, not Pirates of the Caribbean, but in that sense, like, you know, your Disney rides where you're in a boat and water and stuff. Um, and you're supposed to be target shooting raccoons that have taken over a lumber mill, and there's like a it, it's just the poor it's, fresh
2: pandas. You're, you're not
4: like killing them; you're just capturing them, and then you know, I mean, it's like cow ra- world.
1: You're not killing them; you're just you know. No,
4: no, seriously, like you're not supposed. You're not killing them. I mean, they're not. They're not even really raccoons, essentially. But um, it it it's just it's a silly ride, and that hopefully, like, kind of a mini game that you will be able to have a scoreboard that's in front of the writing to see how Linky did and stuff. So it'll be kind of a, a fun project to put together, but it's also a very elaborate project to put together. So, um, yeah, I've been trying to get that worked on, but I don't think this weekend I'm supposed to be streaming as well on Saturday at some point. Uh, we haven't got the full schedule out yet, but probably in the evening. And I think it's going to be kind of just laying out where I want different things in the theme park yet, cause I, it's going to be a while before that ride gets built, I think. Hopefully sooner than later. But it, it's big, so it's very complicated and it's going to take a while.
3: All right. All right. Uh,
1: well, if that's it for your gaming week, I'll talk about my gaming week, which was pretty, you know, I, I play a lot of Final Fantasy 14, Uh So, you know, uh, again, one of my friends recently started playing that IRL. So I've been helping him through the game and just, you know, doing a lot of roulettes and stuff like that. Um, working on my Dark Knight is level 89 now, so it's one level before Cap. And just, you know, working on the different stuff in that game, my my mini goals. And honestly, that has been really the bulk of my week. I haven't played a lot of other stuff. Um, I know, yes, there was an expansion to No Man's Sky, sort of, a patch. I shouldn't say expansion, a patch, uh, which is usually the type of thing I get right on there and stream right away. But just with how busy everything has been between, um, you know, prepping for crews, day job stuff, and uh, my dad's stuff all going on at once There just there really has not been room for that type of stuff but i look forward very much to checking that all out when i get back from my trip along with final fantasy 7 rebirth uh, will be a big thing as well um the other thing i'll mention about my gaming week is that i also played more Fortnite festival because it's been, been about six weeks or so about a, a month and they've added quite a few new songs to that including what makes me very happy is that sometimes the lead guitar part actually shifts to a keyboard part. And for those that remember Rock Band 3, which had a keyboard, or if you want to go way back to Bamani Games, Drum Mania, right? Keyboard Mania was always my jam. I loved Keyboard Mania. I loved Keyboard Rock Band 3. And so I'm so happy that they're putting more synthesizer and keyboard songs and really general like pop songs into Fortnite Festival. Just yesterday in the rotation, they had what? Into You by Ariana Grande some selena gomez song i never heard but was actually good i liked it um and what is love by hadaway was in Fortnite festival as a synthesizer part do you nice. know how fucking happy that made me like i love that song <laughs> i don't care It'd i don't be care cool that like if the they
4: Hathaway. had like the, 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 the like the avatars are just bobbing their head i to know
2: it.
1: right no but you know
2: I, uh i wonder if you did keyboard stuff if it would work with a midi keyboard
1: Sadly, because there's only five lanes. I mean, maybe, because in Rock Band, there was only five lanes in most modes. I think there was like a real keyboard mode, if I remember right. But most of the time you played, you had the same five-lane thing. So maybe it could do a similar thing to Rock Band 3. But um, that's actually a really good question for when they release the plastic instruments and that whole thing. But I I would assume that your guitar just becomes your keyboard. But I would be thrilled if they would have like a little keyboard. I mean – I
2: have. I have a USB MIDI keyboard mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that, like, if I could do keyboard parts like on the keyboard, maybe I'd actually learn how to use it.
1: I, of course, I'm sitting here going, I would be thrilled, but then I also know myself. I'd use it like twice and be like, that was fun, and now it just, you know, is this extra thing I have, you know, in my in my room. But I think one of our emails tonight gets into this later, so we'll we'll save that for then.
2: We actually have email.
1: Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But that's. Mm-hmm. That's it for really my gaming week was just those two things. So looking forward to when I get back and starting Final Fantasy Rebirth. Rebirth. So. All right. Let's get into more gaming news. And, oh, hey, you know what? Talking about rumors served us so well last week. But here, here's the thing. <laughs> I know sometimes, you know, it's like, why would you talk about rumors on a gaming news podcast? I, I've never said this is a gaming news podcast. This is the show where we talk about video games gaming culture and the gamer lifestyle and i would say these types of rumors and things that go around social media especially when they uh take catch fire and all that stuff bobby says at me next time this is at everyone it's not at one specific person but if you believe it applies apply it (laughs) but anyway
2: hey (laughs) it's if the
1: shoe fits (laughs) but no all all joking aside like you know that's especially when things catch this type of fire that because even when i first read this i was like I rolled my eyes and I was like, whatever. This is like some random website in Brazil talking about this, but, but now like it won't go away. Like it keeps catching fire and it feels like everything is starting to collaborate with this where there might be some sense of truth to this. Loki, I'll let you clarify what we're talking about here.
4: Yeah. So apparently the rumor is that the Nintendo switch successor is going to be coming out next year, uh, or been pushed back. I don't know if it's been pushed back today. I wouldn't really think it's coming out this year. Um, but apparently, so we have, of course, you know, that Brazilian publication that uh, found the information, they said, from five sources. Then that got backed up later on by from Eurogamer, uh, which also heard similar things from their sources. That's, and then, that's
1: when I paid attention, for the record. And, when Eurogamer yeah, and then, collaborated, I was like, oh, okay, shit, there might be something here.
4: And then VGC also uh, collaborated as well, saying their sources have... Um, that publications have been told that, or I should say, publishers have been told that they're um, that Nintendo is been pushing the console to launch on, in Q one twenty twenty five. So I can see that, you know, March. That's kind of I mean when the Switch came out, so yeah, um. I
1: I don't think there's any problem with a first quarter launch. Nintendo has shown it doesn't fucking matter when they put out a new console, people are going to buy it. Uh, that that part isn't the surprising part. It's just. I think it's the fact that really everybody's expectations has been 2024. Nintendo, it's really time to catch up on technology, and they're letting it slip further. Um, it, it's surprising. Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, but it's it's it. Before y'all jump down my throat, it's also I understand the long game is important, and it, it is very important because they learned that with the Wii U. You have to have the long game. If you look at a big part of the reason why the Wii U failed it launched. They thought it was launching strongly. It wasn't. Cause again, it was a bunch of stuff that had already been out for a year uh, with their, their, remember their strategic key partnership with EA that was launched. And then that fucking okay. fizzled so fucking fast. My God, EA left them at the altar after like 60 days. Mm-hmm. It was wild. But anyway, you know, they didn't have the long game. They didn't have that year of releases to keep things going and keep the Wii U buoyed throughout those early years, and it just tumbled down the hill from there. So if they are delaying it to make sure that the chess pieces are aligned, so that way there's games that come out in March, a game in April, a game in May, a game in June, because that's kind of what they did with the Switch. If you look at the release patterns, yes, it released in March, but they made sure whether it was them or a third-party partner, they had a major release coming in April, May, June, July, August. They made sure they were doing one a month. And I think that might be why this delay in the moment feels a little concerning because, well, then what are they going to do this year? And maybe the answer is they don't really have to do shit. Like, you know, the Switch is still it selling is Nintendo. It's done well. Um, you, you know what they could do? They could finally put the fucking Netflix paramount plus those apps on it you know but i i guess it's gone Uh, it's gone this long without it who needs it i guess you know but i don't know no i i would anticipate we get something that's going to be easy for them to throw together which sounds really bad i don't so mean it that way but i mean like a wii u remaster which i know what's left there's not a lot the wonderful 101 maybe they can remaster oh, the
4: remasters. Um, They'll just re- no. remaster Wind Waker. Again. No,
1: I'll tell you exactly what it is: Zelda Chronicles X. That one, the one that was Wii U exclusive, that will be one of them. It could be something that they could they could very easily uh, buff up and put out for the holiday or something like that. Um, but that's it, it, if that's what the holiday releases start looking like, then you know, yeah, that's that's what happened. Is this thing is definitely delayed to 2025. But can you really delay? A, ga- a console that was never announced in the first place. I
4: mean. No, that's what I say saying. It's like, you know, delayed in the sense that maybe you were expecting in 2024, but no one said anything about it coming out in 2024 or even being announced in 2024. It's just that, you know, that was the assumption, I guess. Yeah. So it's been a while.
1: sj 100 Matt in chat says, yeah, there's some smoke to this rumor. Nintendo did nothing holiday window 2016 and they were just fine. Well, they weren't fine. The Wii U was kind of tanking. It is a slightly different... I mean, I get what you're saying. Yes, they ended up okay in the long run, and that's what's important. But the Wii U was in a very different place than where the Switch is now, right? And so there is a little bit of a difference there. But yeah, if Nintendo kind of... Oh, no, it just hit me. This is is what they'll do. This is how Nintendo salvages their holiday, period. It's going to have nothing to do with the Switch. They're going to put out a new classic system. Guaranteed. That's what they'll do. They'll do one of their they'll do an emulation hardware thing remember like the n e s classic s n e s classic uh maybe a game
2: boy a desk system classic
4: I can't hear Rob
1: sorry about I that can't hear you, i I accidentally hit the mute button i'm sorry as a fan i'm so
2: excited <laughs> i know
1: as a as a i just was i was talking with my hands and my hands slipped against the button so um what was the last thing you heard I'm sorry
2: um like uh, a game, game boy, boy classic. classic okay yeah.
1: so game boy classic n64 classic and i said maybe even an nes classic volume two or an snes classic volume two like what's to stop them from doing that people would pick that up as well and then you said a disc classic that's, as well
4: yeah they'll do the top loader system
1: yeah. <laughs> no, you, you, that's you joke but it yes especially yes it will be that <laughs> And it will have different games, maybe that they've worked with third-party publishers, and maybe maybe repeat some of the classics in there as well. Or I don't like that.
4: think that they would, because I think it would devalue... I mean, maybe. Like, Game Boy, I could... I don't know. I still think that their, their path now is that they want to push people to Nintendo Switch Online in the expansion path. So, I, I think it's a great idea. Because, you know, Nintendo Switch Online expansion passes only 25 bucks in a year, whereas a console, they could sell that for 100 bucks. But I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah. T- respectfully, totally disagree. The NES Classic and the SNES Classic didn't do a damn thing to sales or cannibalize. People still wanted those things. And I think if they did an N64 Classic or um, a top-loader NES Classic or a Game Boy, which would be the three likely candidates to me. as a fa- Now, as a fan, Dark Sakura... I would love, love exactly what you're talking about—a disc system with a bunch of games that have never been released in the U.S. or something like that, or just you know, most people have never bought, even though you can do it on the Switch's um, Virtual Console or whatever. I'm sorry, the the Switch Online—you um, can play Metroid or, with the extra sound chip. They'll they'll yeah, put it, they that's can do a what I'm whole-
2: thinking. Like like an FM series, or yes. maybe even coordinate with Sega. Mm. And actually do a good master system
1: although I' mini. I feel like the Sega minis there's so goddamn yeah. many of them, but you're but you're right, if there was a way that Nintendo and, and Sega maybe even teamed up for something that had all of it i who knows who knows, maybe maybe maybe. So.
2: We already have the Famicom Mini.
1: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, mini. Bobby Blackwolf points out, my in-laws have an NES Classic because my mother-in-law grew up playing NES games. She doesn't want to switch. It's too complex. There's still a lot they could do with an NES Classic. Keep in mind, it, 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 just piggybacking right on Bobby Blackwolf's comment about um, they have an NES Classic because they grew up playing NES games. There is a huge game that everybody grew up playing that has never been in one of these releases. And it's not on Switch Online either. Duck Hunt. That's that's the because,
2: one. Because guns are hard to do when you don't have a CRT. But uh-huh. now you can do the... Um, you'd have to use the tracker bar.
1: Yeah, there, they, there'd have to be other the you know, other technology in it or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I still feel like all of this is just like... It's the low-hanging fruit. Where if Nintendo still wants to just like sell oodles and oodles this holiday, that's that's it. I'm a I'm a genius. Mark my my, my, my words. That is Nintendo's holiday plan. They're gonna put out a, a new classic or some type of hardware thing, and that will be the thing that moves hardware when the Switch is having an off year. But they'll still they'll still do the the Wii U uh, release or something like that. Will still be a thing. But that'll that'll be it uh yeah everybody's uh dark Tatsuya says duck hunt showed up on wii u with Wii Mote support so if they could figure that out for a mini sure oh that's that's a good one um and bobby blackwolf says there is a way to do light gun games on modern lcds arcade one up figured it out yes and i think we have another light gun story coming up later i but,
4: mean i mean to be fair you could take one of those remember the remember the Wii um was it the wii console that they put out like the very end of the life cycle of the wii that had like no internet access like no gamecube backwards compatibility and stuff like that and they were selling it for like i think it was it was under like a 100 bucks i think it
2: wasn't they, the wii it was the wii
4: <laughs> right it was the wii it, it, yeah it was a it was i don't remember what they called it they called it something different it was the wii but it had like an extra name on it uh they could repurpose that i mean that thing could emulate obviously nintendo games since it Mm -hmm. did um and then you you have a light gun right there because you have the wii remotes
1: and and to be fair to dark soccer's original point about the fact that duck hunt would have to be repurposed in a sense to run now
2: i'm just stating why it hadn't been done to this date
1: Uh, right but it's all it's also one of those things to that point is that um the the nes classic sas classic they were nice they were cute but they were just roms thrown on a a a piece of hardware nintendo if they really went in think think about the rich trove of things that nintendo's sitting on that they could do seriously they could do some of their uh satellites teleview games now that those are all back and they could do something that incorporates all of those they could do. And all they have
2: to do is work with the fan translators because, like, some of those games have already been fully dumped and translated. There was the thing we talked about F Zero last week.
1: Right. Well, there's legal reasons they don't do that, but it would, I, I don't think it would be very hard for them to translate but, internally.
2: But I mean, they've done it before. Like, they've put out the, um, like, they did Star Fox 2. You know, finally gave us a full release oh, of that. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. They, They've got all of the material for the Satellaview games. Mm-hmm. I would think that, you know, if they see how popular that ended up being, maybe they would translate some of the Satella View games or put them in a standard play version.
1: Yeah. And I've been saying this like, for years.
2: Like we have the, the Satellaview edition.
1: I've been saying this for years. I would love for Nintendo to embrace the randomizer concept with some of their old games. And, you know, they they don't have to use the literal stuff that's out there now. Nintendo could come up with their own thing to do a true randomizer for something like Metroid or Zelda 1 or, you know, all these games that get get this treatment. And I think that would be so much fun and people would be so into that. So I, I feel like there's a lot of low-hanging fruit Nintendo could do to make something that would be very mi- mildly interesting for the holiday that they just – they just have to do it, so we'll see. But anyway, yes, if this if the Switch is delayed, then fine, whatever. They're doing it for the right reasons, and even though we sit here going, wow, 2024 is going to suck, then Nintendo's positioned strongly for 2025, so what does it matter in the long game? But I'm just saying 2024 doesn't have to suck, Nintendo. We'll see what happens. Uh, Dr. C in chat says, This reminds me, I saw an article on one of the blogs about NES Remix. They should bring that back in some form. Hell yes. NES remix was awesome. That was uh, a lot of fun. All right, let's move on and talk about this headline that kind of kind of slipped under a little bit, considering all the things going on with Xbox. But how different at its core really, is this comment, besides the obvious, from Sony president, Hiroki Totoki who uh, was talking recently uh, in an earnings call Q&A session. Uh, He was asked about Sony's profits not keeping up with increasing gross income, and he mentioned that hardware and first-party games were areas of focus. Hardware cost reduction was difficult to come by, so don't expect the price of a PS5 to drop. But then goes on to say, I personally think there are opportunities out there for improvement of margin, so I would like to go aggressive on improving our margin performance, okay? In the past, we wanted to popularize consoles and a first-party title's main purpose was to make the console popular. This is true, but there's a synergy to it. If you have strong first-party content, not only on our console, but also other platforms like computers, a first-party game can be grown with multi-platform and that can help operating profit to improve. So that's another one we want to proactively work on. So Sony also talking about multi-platform, granted, not Xbox, not Switch, sure. But look at that quote and what he's saying. <laughs> is it that different from Xbox? Xbox is just taking this road to get to that point. Sony is taking a different road to get to that point. But it's at the same at the end of the day it's a first party game can be grown with multi-platform and that can help the overall profit to improve. It's just,
4: wait, where are the people throwing away their PlayStation
1: (laughs) fives? They're not going to, because well, actually Loki, to be fair, when they first went to steam and PC, we, we saw the YouTube hysteria on that front. That did happen to, to be completely fair. Sony fanboys are just as insufferable as the Xbox ones. Okay. They're all, they're all bad. Um, but yeah, this far and this far along, does it really matter at the end of the day, you know, has it, has it really killed the PlayStation exclusives? No. But he did point out PC game in 2022, at the time he said PC gamers would have to wait at least a year to play things like God of War 2018, Marvel Spider-Man, uh and uh Miles Morales was actually a two-year turnaround. Uh something to note. Hell Divers 2, a Sony game just came out on February 8th on PlayStation 5 and Windows, and it's doing very well. We'll talk about that again later in the show. In fact, it is doing better than they expected it to do, which is very interesting. So, now again, Unlike Microsoft, Sony didn't name any specifics because this was more of an asterisk during a Q&A at the call. So we don't know if we're talking about like, is, does this mean Wolverine? Does this mean, you know, a potential future Naughty Dog game or anything? Because we all know Last of Us 3 is going to happen eventually. Or any of that stuff. We don't know yet, but it is very interesting that Sony also sees the benefit of going multi-platform. And I think that is... I think that window of the year might get a little smaller, but not too much. I don't I don't know if we see a lot of same day and date like we're seeing with Helldivers 2, but maybe, maybe the Helldivers 2 is a very interesting, because that game was not on my radar at all. And now it's, I feel like uh, lots of people are talking about that. So, Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Dark Soccer, I know you love to talk about classics here, and this is definitely something uh, uh, with the classics, right?
2: Well, Rob, are you familiar with the term, um, kusulge? Uh, no. Kusul means shit. <laughs> Basically, it means shitty game. Mm. So, they have, there is a translation patch for a Dreamcast light gun game that is a pretty shitty game. Um... But uh it does have uh some notable music to it and it's it's just got a lot of lot of stuff to it. But it's called um uh, Death Crimson to Altar of Melanito and there is an English patch put out for it. Um Yeah, and and Bobby points out about the uh Cuso Grande, which is, you know, same thing. Um but there's also cheat codes that let you use the l and r trigger to increase your, your credit counts um and change your timer um but there's like there's a patch online that you can go get from uh from uh derek pascarella p a s c a r e l l a um on a uh, on the the service that shall not be named <laughs> And uh, yeah, so if you like your crappy light gun games, give it a go.
1: Uh, Bobby Blackwolf points out that he came across that term Cuso Grande at Awesome Games Done Quick because there was a tournament yep. there that happened. Not something you saw on the stream yet, but they were kind of filming a tournament for future use um, that you're going to see later on there. So, um, yeah.
2: We were watching that just on their channel um, as like it was like an ongoing thing just on the channel itself we would sometimes watch and go hey I know that game yeah. yeah
1: yeah all right well let's move on loki
4: Ah, uh, yes um it's funny i mean it's not funny none of this is funny but it it reminds me of ea in a sense so embracer has canceled nearly 30 unannounced games in the last six months um And if you think about it, it's very... This feels a lot like EA and how they used to basically buy up studios and then those studios just go under. Um, But except they're just speed running this now. So apparently the last fiscal report um, the Ingracer Group put out said that basically the company has more plans to sell off some of its investments, um, which could include Gearbox Software being up for sale as well. And he said... Further restructuring may happen in the meantime. More layoffs within the company and subsidiaries are likely coming. All because they gambled on uh, two billion dollars and it didn't work out. Disgusting. Awful. And I and all
1: these people who had nothing to do with that decision are the ones that are having to pay for it. And it's just it's just so gross. The entire mismanagement of the whole thing, like. I almost feel like certain executives should be personally accountable for some of this stuff. It's so bad. Absolutely. I I would imagine. I I would, I would love to see that lawsuit happen. Although, you know, technically I think a lot of those executives aren't based here. I think it's overseas. So it gets complicated, but um, it's just, it's just really gross to see how horribly mismanaged the whole thing was buying all this stuff Mm -hmm. just to shut it all down. Sucks. Anyway, um, they
2: don't care as long as they still have their money.
1: Well, let's talk about something that's completely different. Let's talk about a company that knows how to keep a good thing going and support, support, support a game with free patches, even though you bought it one time. And sure, maybe when you first bought it, it wasn't great. But it's hard to say that this game isn't in a great place now. And that, of course, is No Man's Sky. And I have to admit, I was kind of wondering, like, when's the next patch coming? It's, it's been a minute. And sure enough, this week, in comes the Omega patch. And uh, is the Omega patch... A lot of folks wondering, is the Omega patch the final patch for No Man's Sky? Because it's called Omega. Uh, I don't think so, folks. I think it's called that because some of the uh, elements of this actually affect the ending. They changed the Atlas ending a little bit to have a little more uh, uh, choice with it. But um, Hello Games has kind of said that they're not ending... No Man's Sky support because of Light No Fire, which, you know, of course, the folks that made No Man's Sky are working Mm -hmm. on a kind of single planet sort of game called No Man's Sky, or (laughs) called Light Mm -hmm. No Fire uh, at this point. And they have explicitly said they're not stopping No Man's Sky. It might get scaled back a little bit, but they're still going to continue on that game. So I don't think Omega needs ending at this point. I think there would have been a lot more fanfare if that was going to be the case. But, oop, excuse me. (laughs) But, Mm -hmm. what else is, sorry, I had a root beer. Uh, But, what I think is very interesting is that uh, the game actually was free to play this weekend. I'm sorry to say by the time most of you are hearing this, that free to play window is done. So you probably missed it, but the game was free to play um, from the 15th of February to the 19th of February, but that's GMT. So it's already uh, pretty, you might have a few hours left, but uh would be pretty hard to get in on that at this point. And they were doing Twitch, Twitch drops and that whole thing, which I usually love to stream the game when there is that, but... Uh, I just didn't get around to it this, right right now. There is a new Expedition, and it sounds like they've already kind of really changed up the Expedition system. So instead of having to create a whole new game, a whole new save file for the Expedition, you can fire up the Expedition in your existing save, which is a very big quality of life thing for a lot of people that want to like have their main save and not all these sub-saves and all that. So that's pretty cool. And then they're doing um, a brand new ship type, Uh, There's a really cool staff that they have now in place of a multi-tool, so you can look like a the like this big wizard, um, you know, attacking the darkness on the various planets with your big staff. uh, That's a thing, and then uh, big pirate fleets is another big thing that they're adding in there as well. So uh excited to see it uh questbuster says it was wild seeing so many people in the player hubs oh yeah all doing the expedition now right and you can pick some things to bring over too and that's also exciting because the best part about doing an expedition was um when you got to the central hub the ent, the um the entity no what do they call that the anomaly when you get to the space anomaly you can access all of your Twitch drops and things you've had in other expeditions. And oftentimes it really makes the quality of life doing the expedition a lot easier. So I think now they're designing these things with that in mind a little bit. So that's pretty cool, but I'm excited to check this out. Unfortunately, the expedition only runs four weeks. And so like, I'm going to have maybe a week when I get back and I want to play Final Fantasy seven rebirth. So I might miss this one, but I'm going to try not to. Cause uh, I love no Man's Sky is just one of my go-to comfort games. It's my comfort food. It's my it's my Taco Bell. I don't eat it every day, but once in a while I crave it. No want it. <laughs> and I go play it. So, there's that. All right. Uh Dark Soccer with another uh, cool little classic update.
2: Well, Um Switch had a uh, a new uh release on the 15th and that is um The uh, East for the PC 8801, as in it's a very different uh, well, actually, I take that back East. Yeah, I I was thinking of of uh, Valus, never mind, but it's still um, it's the um, the original one of the original versions of East. It's going to be six dollars and 49 cents. It's a small little game. But it's the game that began the the East series put out by uh, Nihon Falcom. So uh, definitely, it's it's worth it. I mean, my jam was East Three, and I like the series. So if you want to know, we're now we're like what on East Nine, something like that. I want
1: to say Ten.
2: Now, are we? I I lost. I want to say but, I saw like YX.
1: <laughs> I know it's East, but YX. <laughs> I could be wrong. I At thought I rate. saw a thing of that.
2: At any rate, you can go back and play the original. And it's actually uh been dubbed Egg Console East PC eighty eight oh one mark two SR. Sounds like Iron Man's arm <laughs> <laughs> Uh Dark chat says
1: I'm there you go. Uh chat says, I'm tempted to get it just to show the wife some of the early Falcom stuff. And apparently it's still in Japanese, but I'm sure Google Translate might help. Um
2: Oh, well, actually, um, the um, the menus and how to play is all in English. Oh, nice. But the main gaming gallery is in Japanese.
1: Okay, so they translate it the, the necessary stuff to get through the game, it sounds like. Interesting. Well,
2: yeah. I mean, you won't really, unless you know enough Japanese to kind of get the gist of the conversation, mm. you know, you will be missing out on some story.
1: But that's still a cool thing for them to release. Like just – and I I get, you know, Dr. Sui's comment, like just almost wanting to buy it just to support this and see this kind of thing.
2: No, do it. And
1: I do think that is important. Like if this kind of like really like – let's be honest. This is a deep dive. In classics. This is not I realize Ease is a great thing for a lot of people, as are these, you know, uh Japanese consoles. But, you know, like let's be real, we're not talking about Mario Brothers or Zelda. We're not talking about a re-release of a huge game. We're talking about something that's rather pretty niche. So if you want to support that, I do think it's important to buy this, you know, and if you have to use your phone to translate some of it, then so be it. I think that's uh pretty neat. And thank you, Questbuster. Questbuster does point out so Ease X is a thing. It's Ease 10, but Ease 10 is a thing but not yet so ease 10 nordics is has a page on steam and it's coming out here later so so I, I am not completely uh wrong in having seen wise x i know i know i know it makes you all shiver but it's funny rob. <laughs> it's funny Rob, what rob what
3: <clears throat> it's funny <throat>
2: all right no uh,
4: moving on loki uh yeah so we have some news regarding uh, i guess a lawsuit against activision by optics gaming um and uh so this is in i'm not too familiar with all of this this is more of the call of duty league it's their professional esports gaming league and kind of some of the stuff that went along with that so kind of for context Apparently, before the Call of Duty League, there were other professional Call of Duty kind of tournament setups that were out there. Of course, once Activision uh, purchased um, some of the uh, the competing leagues, it kind of got it down to almost where it was more of a monopoly on the whole competitive space. And so because of that, they were able to leverage some... Deals that uh that apparently they found were um not beneficial to them. So as such, for example, uh the founder of the group said that they Activision forced him to sell the majority of his company in addition to a twenty-seven point or twenty or twenty-seven and a half million dollar entry fee to get into the Call of Duty League. Um, and also that they demanded an unconstitutional 50% share of the revenue the teams generate from ticket sales, sponsorships, and other revenue streams. Uh, along with that, also ac- accusing them of uh, basically forcing players to sign a contract without them being able to run it by their lawyers, um, just pressuring them to do this kind of stuff. So now they're seeking six hundred or more than six hundred and eighty million dollars in damages. All right, we'll see what happens with this, but I don't know. jeez, do you think there's a case here loki um I don't know i don't i I don't know if there is or not. It sounds to me this reminds me a lot of like the whole smash scene. And kind of like the stuff that they' the regulations Nintendo's putting on um people that are running tournaments and stuff like that, uh to a lesser extent, obviously this is much larger than that when we're talking six hundred eighty million dollars, whereas some of these smash tournaments are probably a few thousand dollars, you know like significantly smaller so it but the the kind of terms that they're trying to make them agree to sound similar, so I don't know, I don't know any. I have no horse in the game.
1: Fair enough. Uh, as Joan Hunter Matt says, yeah, this and the Overwatch League ended in such disaster. It, it's kind of a bummer to see this sort of setback for gaming uh, sports. I don't know. I realize people feel some sorts of ways about it, but I, as somebody who was picked on a lot growing up, and I, there's a lot of you that share this with me. I'm not just talking about myself. As somebody who was picked on a lot growing up because I didn't play sports and I tended to lean more towards video games – Seeing video games start to have their place amongst the sports and that type of stuff on, you know, ABC Wild Wide World of Sports or whatever kind of felt some sort of Wide way. Wide
2: World of Sports, oh my God.
1: Yeah. It kind of felt some sort of way that felt really good, you know. And it was, it's just a bummer that you're having all these setbacks because now it feels like well, shit. Maybe video I games mean- aren't going to be able to hold their own there because. We keep having these financial and, you know, other types of fuck ups.
4: Well, to be fair, I mean, in the sports world, they have these same types of arrangements with their players that kind of suck. Like, look at the whole college leagues and everything and the amount of like ownership that those players have over their likenesses and even like some of the EA games and Madden and stuff like that you know there's the whole it's very regulated in that sense and sometimes especially for like people that are not necessarily savvy in legal stuff they can get run over by these companies and that's kind of sounds like what's happening here but also i wouldn't say that these people are like completely not savvy legal legal wise because i mean they're saying that their valuation for their companies you know several millions of dollars like that's you got to have some sort of legal structure and, you know, retainers and whatnot to be able to operate a company of that size anyways. Yeah.
1: You know, and it's and it, it's not to say that regular sports, quote unquote, don't have their problems as well. Uh, did, did you all hear the news, by the way, here, here locally in our, our hometown of Sacramento where we're based? We might suddenly have a major league baseball team for two years. Have you heard about this? What? No. Yeah. We no. might. That's that's the latest rumor going around. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Vegas isn't ready for the A's. So the A's might move here for just a couple of years. That's that's not the latest thing people are talking about. Because uh, if you think about it, uh, the park over in West Sac that has the River Cats, like it's actually a pretty decent facility that's relatively newer and can- Oh, be- I've enjoyed games a lot of there. People. Yeah. So like they're talking about, and the fact that it's, you know, down the street, so to speak, from Oakland, they're talking about the Sacramento is like the leading place to hold the A's for a couple of years before Vegas is ready for them. And that came out of fucking nowhere. But that's But that's because- of all the fuckery, I wouldn't mind. You no, know, I wouldn't at all. I think it would be very interesting. But I—that's because of all the fuckery of the guy that owns the A's and how he was dicking around the city and all this stuff.
4: So, so. we move it. Just all the Oakland teams to Vegas now. Yes, that was happening. Yes,
1: <laughs> that is what all is right. happening. I, don't, I There's no. There's no clever comeback or pun or joke to make because yes, that is happening.
2: I would pray they take them somewhere else to train, though, because ugh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Matt says, "Yeah, the A's move has become a circus." Hey, but you know what? Maybe we'll like, like Dark Soccer said, I'll go, I'll go, sure, I'll go watch an A's game at the Sutter Park or whatever. I think that's the name. It's Sutter Park, right? It's named after Sutter. Health. Yeah,
2: I've had a good time going to um our our minor league games.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a bad. It's it's a smaller facility than a major league stadium, so they're definitely going to take a hit on attendance, but. Who is going to A's games anyway?
4: <laughs> but like, who told I, you I, to move them to Vegas? I, I mean,
1: bet more, like, more people are going to go to them here than we're probably going in Oakland. To be quite honest, I think a lot of people in Sacramento will be like, "Oh, this is this is a novelty." To be honest, so like,
2: they're not quite so hot as Las Vegas. <laughs> no, we're we're like we're like the uh, Sir Robin of uh of league towns. Yeah, but yeah,
1: they have a huge when the so River Cat. Not to get too sportsy, but the River Cats is a minor league team and uh it's always done very well here um and it's kind of
2: they feed oakland
1: yeah uh they were feeding the giant they feed one of the bay they always go back and That's forth right. they're feeding one bay area team or the other but yes uh was was there like you know ground for that but you know Sacramento's still trying to get a soccer team too they've been been thinking that so you know it's been it's been growing here ever since ever, they since, soccer team. ever since they ever since they put a giant fucking purple laser on top of not arco arena downtown ever since they put a big purple laser on top of that thing let me tell you not co arena not co arena downtown let me tell you sports suddenly is like this this town is just like wants more sports and we have a team that's good at sports and now it's like wow we actually have the you know infrastructure and the people uh with all the people that relocated to support more sports.
4: on the contrary want more lasers yeah
3: well, i want okay. a laser on every
4: roof yeah
1: no think about it think about it loki the kings could have their laser light the beam and then the oakland a's could have a green laser excuse me, the sacramento a's or the not not yet vegas a's could have a green laser light that beam and then they get to get a the soccer nays. team
2: rob they than the nays. <laughs> light this beam
1: too we could have like fucking 17 lasers going off in the sky all at once <laughs>
4: And I'm sure that there's no concern whatsoever, being the flight path for the <laughs> nearby airport as well. I'm sure that this well, pur- it it hasn't laser.
1: stopped the purple laser. Usually, usually planes don't fly right over downtowns anyway, so that's why that's why the laser is not a big deal. So, anyway, all right, let's. Stop. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we
2: have we have the nays playing at Notco arena. I'm I down for that. I'm
1: sorry. I would like I'd like to apologize to listeners starting with Pod Culture. I like. I'd like to apologize for the fact that even or even we here at Orange Zoms Radio somehow after all these years have succumbed to sports talk. I would like to I'd like to I'd like to apologize, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry about
2: that.
4: I was talking about lasers. I never mentioned <laughs> sports at all. I'll have the record show.
2: I was just using it as an excuse to make fun of team names.
4: I have been a long fan of lasers loki I, wants a laser have ball i not team. played like thousands <laughs> of games of laser tag no lasers. it's not because i like the competitiveness of it I'm just a fan of lasers
1: uh, lasers are fucking rad i mean unless we're talking about like that scene in resident evil with the lasers that's a little scary but like otherwise lasers that don't cut people up are are pretty cool and that you don't shine directly in people's eyes because that's not fun either but you know the space the space lasers that just shoot in the sky that's pretty fun all right anyway Moving on, you know what else is fun? Video games, uh, and laser tag. I brought, yeah, laser tag is fun. Uh, we're overdue to do that. Let's talk about a game that's been doing very well lately. It's Helldivers Divers Two. I mentioned this earlier in the show. It is doing very well. It's Arrowhead Game Studio's newest third-person PVE co-op shooter, and uh, it has broken records for PlayStation Studios. It's reached one hundred and fifty thousand. 150,000 concurrent steam players on its opening weekend and it is still growing. It has now surpassed the all-time concurrent player records of several big games like Starfield, Destiny 2, Halo Infinite. Now I believe that's on Steam. So I sort of feel like that's an unfair comparison to games that a lot of people are consuming on Game Pass. However, I will let the I will let the comments stand because that is still a lot of people. Um Apparently, there are server capacity issues resulting from how popular this game is, as tends to happen with video games when they get unexpectedly popular. Uh, Arrowhead has capped Helldivers 2 servers to 450,000 concurrent players to try to improve server stability. They say they will continue to work with partners to get the ceiling raised. The concurrent player record right now, 405,000 as of, I think, last night. So there's probably even more from, and they're probably going to have to bump it up even further to be quite honest. But yeah, Helldiver two is doing really well. I must admit, I didn't know a damn thing about this game until this news was coming out. Cause it's not, I mean, although I will, I will point out for Loki, I noticed when I'm looking at some of like the promo art for this game, and maybe Loki, you can see this with me here. You'll notice that in this promotional shot, we have the three people that are, you know, doing their thing, but what's, what's this one got? What's this one got? Loki a yeah, laser, laser sight. that's right <laughs> so mm-hmm. maybe maybe we're missing something loki so it's Those certainly it's look hotness.
4: like knockoff stormtroopers but you know that's just that's, that's fine. just me that's fine fine
1: uh questbuster says it's wild how viral the game has gone yeah and sg100 matt says it's the new hotness clearly it needs to be something i put on my radar but i what i need to watch some people stream at first that's usually how i feel about these types of games especially the ones that are asking for 40 dollars I need to watch somebody stream it first and see, is this for me? Because I can usually tell pretty quick if it's for me or not. So
4: you, Wait, you're just not going to like buy into it like some sort of no, AAA well, game that came out to grave A- reviews. That game was amazing and Uh-oh. totally not worse oh, than no, the I game need, that came out 11 years ago.
1: Let me tell you, I didn't, even, I didn't even realize that game came out, if that tells you how well the marketing is behind that game.
4: It It is, it's just hilarious, like, what they, it's so, like, I, it, it's funny, because we, like, think back to, like, Peter Molyneux, and, like, Molyneux, I guess, and, like, how, like, all of the stuff that he said was just a bunch of bullshit, and, like, nowadays, it's like that, but, like, you have Todd Howard, you have just everything coming from Gamon, I mean, just... It's all bullshit. Just don't believe anybody. Just wait for the game to come out. Don't pre-order because they want $70 for that game. It's garbage. It's just, it's, at at very best, it's just kind of mid, just kind of, eh, whatever. But it's certainly not a quadruple, a quadruple A game. Look, English is
1: a complicated language, Loki. And the whole thing was, it wasn't a quadruple A game. It was a quadruple A game.
4: Quadruple A game. (laughs)
1: That's yep. it's just English you know, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to know how to pronounce the vowel like it's very it's very complicated and that's that's what it is. Yeah. This is a quadruple it's a true. game. Yeah,
4: makes sense. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, di- I did I didn't even fucking know it came out. What does that tell you?
4: I know it came out because it's fun watching the reviews for it because I know it's gonna be bad. Just like watching the reviews for like say, uh, Madam Web or something like that. <laughs> it, it's fun. There's a
1: lot of can... mid stuff happening right now, isn't there? Like what is going on? I'm a little afraid for Madam Webb is
4: a ch- a quadruple A movie. You just don't understand it's it's just it goes above everyone's head, which is why no they think no 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 that.
1: that no, 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 Loki, you have to pronounce the vowels differently there too. Madam Webb is a quadruple A ah! movie, and that's the sound people make running out of the theater screaming that's what that is though i don't I don't know anything about that movie besides people don't like it to be honest.
2: I know the comics. <laughs>
1: are you interested in the movie
2: minorly actually
4: it's got really bad di- it's really bad writing really bad dialogue um the characters oh, come on. are I like xanadu uh this is they said that this
2: I know, I makes say,
1: there's a time and place for bad dialogue and bad movies like even even the catwoman movie has redeeming qualities
4: not many but some this is like worse than all of those apparently did you watch it did I watch it? No, because I am not giving Sony any money for their crappy Spider Man ripoffs. I'll give them money for Across the Spider Verse, because that's a good movie. They should put, you know, here's an idea. You should take your good writers and make them make those movies, not take the writers that put out Morbius and said, hey, you know what? I want more, more of that. You know, like, give me some more of that Morbius. And wow. so they have Madam Webb now, which, like, who. It's a bunch of characters that don't even – so, so like, even the marketing was deceptive with it, too, because they showed, like, all these different spider women in it and stuff. And, really, that's just, like, kind of a, a really quick vision that she gets of the future that, like, takes place in, like, 30 seconds or something, and the rest of the movie is not that at all. But that's what they show off in the trailers. Um
1: Let's see. Uh, I wanted to point out pod culture points out Rocky horror is a bad movie too. Well, like I said, there's a time and a place for bad movies. And plus the thing with Rocky horror, the whole phenomenon with Rocky horror has very little to do with the movie. Actually, <laughs> it's, it's more about the community and the people for sure. But that would be a whole other podcast for now. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, Hey, we're talking about, you know, unfortunately too many canceled games and maybe a game that should have been canceled here, uh skull and bones, but Let's talk about a classic canceled game in this next segment. We'll run the bumper right
3: now.
2: And now it's time to travel back to a simpler time where I'll dive into the vault and pull out a classic and tell you about it. It's time for the classic game of the week.
1: All right, Dark Sakura, once a month here at Orange Lounge Radio, you actually pick uh, a a little twist. You actually do a classic canceled game. So what is this month's classic canceled game?
2: I did the classic, the legend, Thrill Kill. Oh, boy. And how many people have remembered playing various builds of this game and various levels of completion off of some you know burned disc you know that
3: i think i have yeah i mean
2: that's i think that that most people i i would say yeah so thrill kill was um a fighting game that was developed by paradox development for the playstation it was intended to be released in 1998 and the game's plot is about 10 people who get sent to hell after dying on Earth and are forced by Maruka, the goddess of secrets, to fight to the death, I guess the again death, for a chance at reincarnation. And it was uh, marketed to be the first four player 3D fighting game because so, you could play with the multi tap. Um, and each of the characters has a kill meter that as you keep attacking, once it's filled up, you get a gory finisher move called a thrill kill. Um, the game began life as a game called Earth Monster, which was a sport video game that was based off of um, a Mesoamerican ball game where you are you attack each other when you're trying to get the ball into a hoop, kind of like violent basketball, I guess. Um, But then it was scrapped in favor of doing a BDSM-themed fighting game, and they were gonna... uh, uh, It basically got an AO rating, and it was the, you know, first game to receive its rating like that for violence. Um... But at any rate, um, the Thrill Kill was considered to be very fun. It was, in you know, going back in beta, people really loved it. I think I played an early beta of it. But then EA, uh, it was actually going to be published by Virgin, uh, Virgin Interactive. But then EA got the publishing rights and chose not to release it or sell it to other publishers because it was considered too graphic. Now that said, welcome to the internet. So there were bootleg versions of the game going around on various pirating platforms and ROM releases. And then um the game did live on in a a different version of the game. It was released in 1999 as a reskinned game. Uh called Wu-Tang Shaolin Style. It was developed by Paradox, and they used Thrill Kill's engine uh, to do it. In fact, uh, they used Thrill Kill's engine in a few other games. Um, so basically, as as it goes, you've got four point uh, opponents in a closed 3D room who have to, you know, fight each other with gory Thrill Kill's and stuff. Um, So you've got four attack buttons, and each one corresponds to an arm and a leg. Um, If you stand still, you auto-block or hold down a guard button. Um, Double tapping in the direction lets you dash. Um, You have throws, including a swap throw. um, So you can switch places with another character. You have a hold throw where you, you know, do like a lock or something. Um... And you have uh, high and low counters um, instead of, you know, your life bar. Like I said, you've got your your kill meter and it increases with each successful attack. And whoever hits that meter first has to use their thrill kill on another appointment of their choice, which then removes them from the round. And you're, you know, so basically whoever hits the most and kills the fastest, you know, ends up on top. You've got different modes. You have an arcade mode where you are a single player through eight stages against computer-controlled opponents. Um, The first six or four-player matches and the latter two are one-on-one where you fight Judas and Maruka. Um, Then you have uh, the Versus where you can play with your friends. You can use the PlayStation multi-tap. There's a training mode for a single player to go against a computer opponent to learn the moves and, you know, you can even do uh, uh, if you perform each of their their moves in this mode, you get a fifth costume to the character. Um, your, your characters, your levels, I'm sorry, are also really interesting. You have Dante's Cage, the Crematorium, Sacrificial Ruins, Chamber of Anguish, the Lavatory, Insane Asylum, Slaughterhouse of the Flesh, Sewer of Sticks, Sinner's Cell in Homicide Avenue. Yeah, these are. So your characters. Let's let's begin with the characters. So you have Bella Dama, Donna, who is a librarian who became a dominatrix and killed her husband and sister after discovering they were having an affair, and Damn. she died by electrocuting herself with a cattle prod.
1: My goodness.
2: Yeah. Oh, these character descriptions. These are these are gold. You have Cain, who is an arsonist who got trapped inside a building he set on fire and was burned alive. And he has very wide reaches and he farts fire. (laughs)
3: Nice.
2: You have Cletus, the cannibal who sold homestyle sausages made from people. And he uh, died from a tapeworm infection from one of his victims. He fights with a detached leg and can bite his opponents. There's Doctor Faustus, a plastic surgeon who killed and disfigured his patients and died from an infection after affixing a bear trap to his face. And he uses a scalpel and uses the bear trap as a mouth. And then you have the imp, who is a a a small person leather daddy who hates tall people, and um, he died after amputating his legs and. instilling stilts instead Um, but he hasn't killed anybody during his time on earth and he uses the stilts as weapons Um, yeah Uh, there's Judas who is the pair of conjoined twins connected at the torso Um, no one knows how they ended up in hell Um, so depending on who's on top one is the upper and one is the lower and one of their one of their skins for the record looks like Ken and Ryu joined at the torso (laughs)
4: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Yeah, we I, I we I, I used to use that one. Um there was Mammoth who was a postal employee who went postal after getting fired. And he looks like a large skinless gorilla. Um Maruka, the demon and goddess of secrets, who uh fights and she can teleport. Oddball is a FBI behavioral analyst who became a serial killer and still wears a straight jacket in hell and can't use his arms. So he kicks and headbutts, and he break dances. Um, Like I said, these are gold. Tormentor, a judge named William Whitefield, who would acquit criminals in order to kidnap and torture them later, and was eventually executed for his crimes. And his outfit is bondage-related, and he uses a heated whip. And then Violet, a circus contortionist who developed a strong hatred for men after someone broke into her room and abused her. Um, stop using that as a plot point for women. By the way, Ugh, I'm gonna go. Anyway, um, she died of a spinal cord rupture, and she fights as a contortionist. There is a a twelfth non-player character who is called the Gimp, as in the one from Pulp Fiction. He's for he's a training opponent. So yeah, this game is—I mean—clearly problematic. I mean, to see the the minimum, um, and it, like I said, it got an AO rating, adults-only rating for its uh its content. It ugh, it's very problematic, but it was a fun game. I mean, despite all of the problematic stuff, the game played well, um, and you know. The game already even had it was 99% done and had a sequel planned that was either going to be called oh. SM or Fubar. Huh. Yeah, for people who don't who never have known what Fubar means, it says it's for fucked up beyond all recognition. Anyway, um, they were they had offers to buy it, IDOS wanted it. Um, but EA was trying to get over the industry stigma, uh, you know, about you know being a violent medium and all of that. Um, it it was just a big a big clusterfuck, and this also had to do with I don't know we, I don't think we were supposed to say his name again, but maybe the Statue of limitations has you know let off on that due to I'll say relevancy. So it was the Joe Lieberman uh, uh, connections to EA. I I think was it was also... him.
1: You're thinking of Jack Thompson. I think that lawyer guy. Yeah, I think yeah. I am.
2: But I know Lieberman had been a big thing in there, but then, he was very opposed to video game yes. violence.
1: And then we called him Jack Voldemort for a while, but now we don't say that term either because that all got tainted. So my goodness, everything that gets attached to call them
2: all the tainted.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the tainted. That's what it is.
2: But anyway, there were tons of bootleg copies that made it out. Um, it was considered one of the most popular downloaded ROMs on the internet, you know, into the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, but now remember how I had earlier said that the Thrill Kill engine was used uh, in other games by Paradox. So it was also used um, for X Men Mutant Academy in 2000 and its sequel in 2001, X Men Mutant Academy Two, and then Rock'em Sock'em Robots Arena in 2000. So, one reviewer described this game as the as uh, perfect for mindless fun with friends and cold drinks, mindless <laughs> but not brainless. There's enough depth to the... I'm reading the, the quote. He said, there should be enough uh, depth to this gameplay to satisfy the hardor, hardcore 3D fighting fans once Paradox has completed its final few months of dedicated beta tweaking. Um, yeah, they, they, they noticed some bugs. I mean, it was a beta after all. But... It? I mean, GamePro put it on the list of 50 best fighting game characters ever in 2011 for uh you know for some of the characters there i mean it was it's it's a classic i mean and as far as i'm considered because it was just so available i i for me to even you know it was hard for me to even remember that this actually had been a canceled game yeah because it was just everywhere i mean you can buy quote commercial copies like the 99 percent finished ones with you know, people having filled in the gaps and everything so i mean yeah that's it it's thrill kill
1: it is very um, interesting that, you know, uh, this is a very good story of once it's on the internet, there's no stopping it, right? Like a lot of fan projects that get canceled by Nintendo and that sort of thing, right? We learned that, you know, you don't announce those sort of things until the ROM's on the internet because at that point, well, there's no stopping it. It's everywhere now. This is a very exactly. interesting early example of that, right? So, but to, for what? Yeah,
2: something like that
1: i actually knew very little about this game i knew of it because i think you've brought it up on the show before but uh um, and i
2: brought it over to I, your house to your apartment
1: i literally never remember playing this i know i don't doubt that that's true but it's just one of those like i, I don't remember it but now now that i'm seeing it again i'm like wow it looks like garbage <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it is, you know, but keep in mind, you know, and
1: it was a, the, it, it was its time. For its time, it's, yeah.
2: Yes, one had been out. Let's see. I started college in 95, and that's when we had one. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, for, and, and again, it was, it wasn't a 100% polished, but it was, it played really solidly. Like, I could see why they would want to have uh, reused that engine for other games yeah. because. It was it was a solid engine to boot. Yeah, you know we had time. a lot of fun playing playing the game, you know, and just going, oh, oh look at that, uh, you know, being like five year olds pointing at the the mm-hmm. naughty bits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like the yeah. first
1: time playing Mortal Kombat or something, you know, Hee Well, but like
2: those character stories, those are fucked up. that's
1: that's a lot. That's a lot. My my. I had to rephrase a few
2: things just so we don't get you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there it is, your classic canceled game of the month, and we will look forward to next month's canceled game. All right, unless, uh, you know, the segment gets canceled. No, it won't. We'll be back next month with that. Okay, uh, let's uh, travel around and check out some rapid-fire news and some other quick headlines before we get to the listener roundtable here. Uh, So we'll start with Loki with a few quick headlines.
4: Uh, Sony is saying that the PlayStation 5 is entering the latter half of its life cycle. I mean, yes, it's been out for a while, so that makes sense um It doesn't feel but, like
1: it, but only because I waited so long to buy one. Because remember, you yeah, you're hard to well, find yeah. for forever. Yeah.
4: That's true. Uh, they said regarding the PlayStation 5 hardware, uh, which enters its fifth year since launch, partially due to it entering the latter half of the console cycle, we aim to optimize sales with a greater emphasis on balance with profits. So we anticipate a gradual decline in unit sales from the next fiscal year onwards. They'd be selling less units, but they still want to be profitable. I guess that's mm-hmm. what that that means. Uh, and then news that's important to me, only for me, uh, is Earth Defense Force Six is uh, coming out in um, this summer. Apparently, it was supposed to come out this spring, but now it's coming out in the summer, which is fine. That games delay all the time.
1: When don't they delay but an Earth Defense Force game?
4: It, it's it's fine. I it's 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 like a special surprise that comes out. Like it's like
1: oh, it's out. Oh, okay, cool. All right, uh, Dark Sakura, What do you have for us?
2: Ale, um, arcade went up had a leak that um for the Marvel versus Piggy. Capcom two cabinet that they have X Men ninety seven deluxe uh arcade uh art. So that's gonna be pretty neat. Um, like I'm looking at the image that that was leaked for it. And yeah, it's it's like got all of those outfits, it's got uh, you know, the the Jim Lee era um costumes and whatnot. So cool. But I'm sure they're kinda kicking themselves about the leak, but I mean it's artwork. It's pretty good. It's pretty neat.
1: A lot of people very excited about that uh X Men ninety seven uh cartoon. Even yeah. i have watched that to be honest. It looks I remember watching I the old I cartoon. Might. I think it's good times all right well in evercade news which is a a thing we're reporting on now now i now that i guess i have a vested interest in this but no this does sound cool uh we actually have news of another cartridge that's going to be coming out for the evercade that is coming out very soon it is the sunsoft collection 2 which will have euphoria the saga blaster master enemy below that's the game boy one uh arrow the acrobat 2 zero the kamikaze squirrel days before christmas uh galaxy fight universal warriors and pre-pre-primitive princess uh which is the first time this is being released in the west uh so yeah that's uh coming out on february i'm sorry pre-orders start in february 29th for a launch this april for this collection so i'm sure some people will be excited about that i might have to pick
4: that up um that might be fun to play Especially- i do want to get one of those i was actually looking at two they have so there is um oh god they they have one it's not the evercade but it's it's similar to that and it also plays evercade cartridges i think it was it's like it looks like a game boy almost uh i don't know if it's evercade's super pocket is yeah there's
1: there's they that's the thing they have a like a desktop and a portable they have two different systems every case. right
4: but this they have the portal one that's kind of more of the form factor of like a psp or something like that and this is more of a form factor of like a game boy uh type of thing oh it's uh it's the yeah super pocket is what it's called it looks cool yeah i want get i want to get some
3: all right
1: well, uh, I think we have now a chance to travel the world and check out some release dates and see what's coming out in a game store near you. So let's start with the US, Loki. Uh
4: let's see. So in the US, we have uh The Lost Legends of Redwall: The Scout Anthology on PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One and Xbox Series iRAM Collection Volume 2 on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. Uh, Nightingale on PC. We have uh, Bandletail, A League of Legends Story on PC and Nintendo Switch. Uh, Last Epoch on PC. Slave Zero X on PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series. Terminator Dark Fate Defiance on PC. Uh, Corpo Nation, The Sorting Process on PC. Uh, King Arthur Knight's Tale on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series. Pacific Drive on PlayStation 5 and PC. Uh, Retro Game Challenge. Wait, that's Japan. Never mind. Uh, Sons of the Forest. Or Sons of the Forest. That's on PC. I think this probably coming out early access because I think that's already been out. Um, and then we've got uh, Yohani, the Parhelion, uh, Namazu in the Mirage. And that's on PC, Nintendo Switch, and PlayStation 5. And last but not least for the week, uh, we have Promenade on PC, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. That's it.
1: All right, well, let's go to Japan, where we have a few things coming out on the Switch this week. We have Shin Chan, Shiro of Coal Town, comes out on the Switch. Yohane, the Parhillian, uh, comes out as well in a regular and limited, uh, excuse me, premium box limited edition. We also have a game coming out in several different limited editions. I think it's because this is, this is like one of those... Uh, schoolgirl dating sims like it's your very big stereotypical schoolgirl dating sim uh Saifuku kanojo comes out and there are different limited boxes oh. for some of the different Se- girlfriends
2: seifuku is a school uniform yep. so basically it's just called uh, uh schoolgirl it's called schoolgirl that is like sort
1: of yeah, that's what it is uh lunaria virtualized Moonchild comes out in regular and limited edition as well retro game challenge one plus two replay i think that's the one loki was starting to read uh that is uh i think that's the one based off the show the cx uh mm-hmm. yeah it's that one so that's coming out of japan as well it looks like it has its own little cute little mini games i don't know if there are things that were like popularized for the show or what but uh it looks cute so check that out um retro game challenge that is out on this 22nd with everything else on the switch. We also have, uh, five fun. Go ni guy. Not Ketsa Matsu monochrome. No Toshikan comes out as well from D three. And, uh, that is it for Japanese releases on the switch, but let me check the Play- PlayStation five. I'm going to guess we're going to get some overlap there. And yeah, Yohane, the parhelion comes out as well, uh, on the PS five. Uh, But that's it. So it's a much bigger week on the Switch than it is on the PS5. That's for sure. Uh, Ah, Bobby Blackwolf says Retro Game Challenge on DS was fun. It did come out here on DS. So this must be a revival of sorts on... It's the...
4: the, Yeah, it's the DS versions on the Switch. Oh,
1: combined. Got it. It It's one and two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. How about the UK? Uh, Dark Sakura?
2: A handful. I'm going to go through the end of the month. We have... um... Operation Serpents for PlayStation for February 23rd. For PlayStation and Switch, we have Broforce. Uh, On the 27th uh, for PlayStation and Xbox, we have Warhammer Age of Sigmar Realms of Ruin. Um, On the 29th, we have Welcome to Paradise with a Z um, for Xbox and PlayStation. And then for PlayStation, we have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth.
3: All right.
1: Well, uh, we will get to our listener roundtable in just a moment. But unfortunately, we do have one more headline. And I say unfortunately because this is a little bit of uh, shocking and sad news. Uh, Loki with our final headline tonight.
4: Yes, unfortunately, uh, Yoshitaka Murayama has passed away. And he was best known for, of course, um, the uh, what was it Suikoden. And, of course, Iodin Chronicles uh, 100 Heroes was the newest game. that was kind of a spiritual successor that he had put together. Uh, He passed away at age of 55 from complications due to his illness.
1: And they didn't really disclose much more about what the illness is. Yeah, they're trying to keep it pretty private, it sounds like. Yeah. That's still, that yeah, very young, very sad. And, um, you know, also when you consider that Aiden Chronicles is coming out in like just a couple of months. I think it's an April release, if I remember right. So it's really tragic that he didn't get a chance to see how the game ultimately ends up being received, which hopefully is pretty good. Um, you know, we won't know until we ultimately get our hands on it. But, you know, or j- just the mere fact of getting to see Sweet Coden, you know, amongst all the Konami fuckery, get a second life of sorts um with this you know spiritual successor it's 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 a bummer he didn't get to see that so this this makes this news very very sad and i see a lot of you in chat kind of echoing that bonds 006 says i saw the news of his passing earlier today on socials yeah it's been making the rounds he actually passed i want to say he passed on february 6th but they withheld the news for about a week probably because of like the privacy and all that stuff so um yeah just still very shocking very shocking and sad Uh, yeah. Dr. Sia says, I know their social media team on that one sent a message out over there actually, uh, because I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I was a backer of Aiden Chronicles and they actually did a whole, like they actually pinged the discord. Some of you can see here. I was hunting for it, but they actually did a whole thing on the discord that says, you know, it's with a heavy heart that we inform you that they pass. So they actually pinged the whole discord, uh, to kind of mention that, which is you know really sad uh obviously with that news so anyway now i just sorry i just screwed up my discord by switching windows there let's try that there we go okay um let's get into the listener round table we'd like to invite your emails your calls your carrier pigeons uh participate at laundry.com is the place where you can send an email. If you'd like to call in tonight, uh visit our Discord over at com slash Discord and head over to our green room. But I do believe we have at least one email tonight, so I'm gonna throw it over to Dark Soccer.
2: We do indeed have the just one. Um We have from YYR. So I will read it as soon as it stops bugging me. There we go. All right. Um, Hello, LR. I couldn't help but comment on reactions last week to the news that new plastic instruments are coming. I believe the reactions included goodwill, ozone, landfill, and okay. Way, way back in 2015, when Rock Band 4 and Guitar Hero Live both launched, I believe they both arrived at least two to three years too early. They needed to have waited longer to generate adequate demand. Today, I still believe that. We know today that sales of both titles did not meet expectations. But despite that, even now, there are still many devoted fans who continue to enjoy the Rock Band series of games, including many who enjoyed the series back in its heyday but have not actually played Rock Band 4 yet. I was one of the folks that was thinking about trying Rock Band 4 on Xbox during the pandemic. I managed to get the software cheap, 10 bucks for the disc, and of course, I already had a USB microphone. Next, I needed the guitar, and here's where the problem begins. Um, personally, I have a wireless guitar here, or controller, as well as a wired Rock Band 1 guitar, both for Xbox 360. Of course, none of those work on modern Xbox consoles out of the gate. Good thing they made adapters. Okay, what do those adapters cost in 2024? Uh, The adapter that allows you to use wireless Xbox 360 peripherals and Rock Band 4 is currently going between $250 and $300 by itself in used condition. The wired adapter can go up to $400. Forget it, you might say. I'll just get the Rock Band 4 guitar controllers. Well, those are starting around $200 used, and you want drums. That'll be at least $250 to $300 used, of course. It's true that music games through the last 20 plus years have often required people spending some serious money on controllers and accessories, especially the niche Japanese titles, but to even be able to play Rock Band 4 at all now is prohibitively expensive for most people. And now in 2024, PDP has announced the production of new Rock Band 4 guitar controllers. Joke if you like, but this means that a number of folks, myself included, will not actually be able to play the game. Even if these new PDP guitars wind up costing over $100, that is still affordable to some folks when compared to some options right now. Not to mention, these controllers will be brand new and hopefully will have decent build quality. So yeah, as ridiculous as this may seem, it actually is important to some folks. Anyways, thanks as always for the show. Let's march toward a thousand to continue. Rock on OLR, Aaron YYR. Yeah,
1: like I I understand how maybe our somewhat dismissive comments may have rubbed you the wrong way, and I get it because I know you're a music game, music game fan at heart, you know. And we we're big music game fans too. But you know, at the end of the day, here's what it is with peripherals and why. You know, at least my comment was, you know, I, I think I'd said landfill or something. I don't. Know, one of those words was mine. But um, I, I think it was the eh. maybe. Yeah, uh, but but he, and here's why. Because in reality. When those games were first out, those controllers and things were everywhere and people were having rock band parties and, you know, it was all that good fun and stuff. But then it's just kind of like that all kind of disappeared. And I re- maybe not for you, but I'm talking about like on a large scale, you know, it's it's mass popularity kind of disappeared. And now those plastic instruments really feel like they're piling up. I bet a lot of people don't even know that they might be sitting on a gold mine in their garage or in their basement of how much those controllers are worth at this time but the reality is i feel like and i kind of hinted at this earlier in the show and i was talking about keyboards i feel like if i were to pick one up i would play it twice i would be like okay that was cool and then it's done because i think it would be a lot harder to find like a group of people who want to come together and do this thing in one place because and this is the other very important part that's not what fortnite festival is as far as I know, and I could be wrong, you can't play Fortnite Festival on one screen all in the same room. It's meant to be played with people across the internet in different places. So by that nature, it's kind of like, well, they don't really see you with the controller. So I I feel like a lot of it kind of loses its charm with Fortnite Festival. I understand that, you know, people have very rich rock band libraries, and this will allow people to tap into that still and so forth. I do understand all that, but I I just kind of wonder, for most gamers, how long? How, ooh, the rain is really starting to come down outside. How long does that really last? That's all. But I'm glad, you know what, I'm glad for you, and you know, there are a lot of music game fans that really appreciate it and would use it on a regular basis. And for that reason, it's cool. But I just, I say landfill because... Uh, for the most part, I think most of those plastic instruments, people don't know the value of them and that's where they ended up. So. Yeah. But I appreciate the perspective. Every gamer has a voice. So, All right. Well, if you want to send us an email in a future week, perhaps you have a differing opinion than we do. That's A-OK. Participate at com. As long as you're civil and respectful about it, we will hear those differing uh, opinions for sure. All right. That is definitely some red cell rain coming down outside right now. It sounds like the shower got turned on outside. Woo. Has it hit your place? Uh, Loki, I know you're a little east of here, so probably hasn't hit you yet. Dark Saga, has it hit your place yet? It's pretty loud. I
2: haven't noticed. I have noise-canceling headphones on. Oh, that's probably why. All I right. can't
4: tell because someone's showering right now, too, so it just sounds like water anyways.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't. It, it takes you're a little east of me, so it probably takes some time to get over there. But anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, I know smash the save button when the show ends for sure. For sure. Well, luckily we are getting toward maybe unluckily. Luckily we're getting towards the end of the show anyway. So, uh, we're going to wrap things up here. I did want to call out and ask real quick though. If Loki had any last minute stories.
4: I do have one fun thing and it is, it is a fan made remake of Zelda two. They, they enhanced it with an enhanced second quest to it as well.
1: We've been watching it today. Actually, did this come out.
4: Yeah, it's it's available. It's it's on. Um, so if you go to hoverbatitchio Itch.io slash Z-I-I-A-O-L for Zelda 2 Adventures of Link and it doesn't quite say it's Zelda, but that's what it is. And um, yeah, it looks cool. Like it has a, like a new boss in it and stuff that and the guy made it in Game Maker, apparently.
1: Well, that was smart of them to release it on a holiday weekend. So the cease and desist won't get to itch.io until Tuesday. So people if- have plenty of time to grab
4: it there you go go now as we we've
2: actually we've actually been watching it today um and off and on it's been in the background
4: how's it look looks good
2: it it looks really good it's it's i mean it's got some interesting puzzles like one that stuck out to me is one where you hit like one of those eyeball creatures and blocks fall down but you have to make the blocks that fall down match a pattern of like a statue right next to it it's pretty interesting and some of the, I, other, I, it, the, the they're clever
4: some of the other things that they've changed too as well they've added yeah the, the creator added new areas new puzzles as well as introducing heart and magic containers throughout the world uh they've also in, um, added one ups increase your permanent stock of lives even after you have to continue and there's uh better checkpoints as well so that's nice
2: Oh, and there are the, some of the, the magic has changed uh changed names. So I mean I think it's it's very well done. It's absolutely worth it. I mean, it's I still not my favorite game, so I'm not gonna play it. I I I've never liked the style for Zelda 2. But if you are a fan of it, absolutely go get it.
1: Yeah, I liked it when I was younger, but um it's it's aged interestingly. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Mm-hmm. So all right. Well, with that, we're about towards the end of the show. So this is a chance for us to uh, wrap it all up and say, we're going to see you in two weeks. A reminder, we will not be here next week, but we will be back in two weeks. But stay tuned to our personal streams and our personal feeds, uh, because it sounds like we might be cooking something up. It sounds like Loki might have something on Saturday, and then Dark Soccer could be doing something over here on Sunday. But stay tuned to the uh, local feeds uh, for that. as ever and always, thank you so much for checking out our show. We appreciate it. If you enjoyed what you heard here at Orange Dodge Radio, tell a friend or two about the show. Help us spread the word because we are the show where every gamer has a voice, but we need more voices to put out here on air. A nice five-star review on a, spot like, on a site like iTunes or Spotify goes an awful long way, and we appreciate all of that. Uh with that, we will go around and get everybody's final thought. Uh Dark Soccer, I believe uh programming change. You are not streaming after tonight's show to take care of some other business. So um I'll still go to you yeah, first. Um, anyway, but
2: I've I've had some issues with the weather as well with being able to to stay online. Um like it's been affecting the G Force thing weird, and honestly, I'm mm. um, I, I, I need to take some, some me time to take care of some stuff tonight. Fair enough. So um as a result, I'm not going to stream, but I do have a, a a deserving target in mind. Cool.
1: All right. Well, do you have a final thought for
2: us tonight before we wrap up? Um, Fact check all the things. Don't believe what you read on the internet. Fact check all the fucking things.
1: Um, Loki, with that, I'll go to you. Your final thought tonight.
4: I'm um, just hopefully going to be working hard on getting more content out for my YouTube channel.
1: Um, and for me, I just I'm I'm looking forward to as what Enya sung in a particular song of hers. Sail away, sail away, sail away. That's all I want to do right now. So I will see everybody in two weeks. I'm looking forward to it. I hope you all have some happy gaming and some happy times. Hey, enjoy Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I know a lot of you are going to be playing that. That's out in two weeks. But whatever it is that you're playing, we hope you have a fantastic couple of weeks. And we will see you next time here on Orange Lounge Radio. Good night.
0: You've been listening to Orange Lounge Radio. Orange Lounge Radio is a production of OLR Studios. To join us for our live show... Tune in to vognetwork.com Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. The views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Orange Lounge Radio nor Vogue Network. but you know they were all still true.